ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the SAP. It is May 3rd, 2020, a Sunday afternoon. My name is Dave Neal, joined by the illustrious, the hippie, the lost soul, the highly sensitive person. Her love language is give it all, baby. Tasha Courtney, how are you? I'm <laughs> doing all right. That's quite the introduction. Thank you. The give it to me all. That's my, I like that love. You're like when you go to the candy shop and everything, everything. looks good. What do you want? I want that. When I, <laughs> when I had uh, the first video that was ever taken of me when I was like three or four um, was at San the Santa's workshop. Because when you're a single mom, they make you, you know, they try to upsell you on everything. Don't lean over. Just eat the fucking chips. You make it so much worse when you avoid the sound issue. I just said I needed a snack and you could have let me have I don't know, 60 seconds Guys, I'm trying to eat a snack before we started recording. But you asked me How 45 times. I'm going to tell a story and turn your mic off. Okay, her mic's off. Eat away. She, guys, you, you have no idea how hard it is to tell a story. She's limboing around these this charcuterie board she just put together of vegan cheeses and gluten-free, which is the crispiest kind of gluten-free crackers. And then she looks like an idiot. And I'm trying to tell her about Santa Claus. And I got to deal with someone limboing to the vegan diet cheese. Anyway, the point, the, the thing, I, my first video was me sitting on Santa's lap and everything, and when Chase was on the other lap, Chase is my Irish twin. She's 350 odd days older than I am. So today we're both 35. I'll get into that. But um, yeah, a lot of people don't understand how that works. Uh, it only takes nine months to gesticulate. Is that the term? Germinate, know. gesticulate. Okay, I turned you off again. Keep on eating. I, I let her. I turned the mic on for a second. She wasn't ready. Mic's back off. Um, I like the control I get when I have the the levels on my side. It's the only control I get all week. But anyway, the Santa was clearly trying to give me attention as the younger sibling because Chase already said what she wanted, and then I would say I said I wanted a Ted, Teddy Rock spin. Rock spin. I said Teddy Rock spin, right? And then Chase goes, I want that too. And then I said whatever else I said. And then Chase goes, I want that too. And then the Santa looks at her, you know, as the way only a rental Santa can. And he was like, whoa, hold on there, lady. Like, give him a chance, you know. He was a very nice Santa. But the point was is that um, as the younger sibling, it is hard to get the attention that you deserve. And Tasha, being an older sibling, shares some similarities with the way my sister governs. No, you got, listen, you're making these sort of wild blanket statements it's always hard to get the attention that you deserve as a kid i mean unless you're Why's your phone going off answer it you get a call from the wardrobe department you need to take that no go take the fucking thing i turned I, the second i turned her mic on turn she's it. been texting me instead of her other friend tasha for six months oh yeah she, she and like a bunch of times i've told her you got the wrong person and then she'll just keep texting me and so i've quit you know, I've quit telling her, you got the wrong Tasha. Oh, boy. Anyway, so uh, pop an Adderall and stay on board here. We're going to get through uh, the Santa Claus story one way or another. No, no, but the point is, when my younger sister was born, I was so jealous of the attention that she was getting. Your only sister. Yes, my only sister. Your but she younger is sister. younger than me. So this... Uh, applies to the story you said when you're the younger sibling it's hard to get attention when you're the older sibling and there's a new baby in the house it's hard to get attention too i sucked two fingers as a baby i think these ones 
I don't know. It's just what I did. So now she puts my, nothing in her mouth, my folks. My sister <laughs> sucked her thumb. And so I started sucking my thumb. What's the age difference again? Three years. Full so three three years. years old, I made the conscious decision to start sucking my thumb thumb because Chelsea was getting all the attention. But you can tell that, that little thumb sucker. You can tell that in your um uh, later years you still you don't you don't you don't lose that. Like with my sister, she still feels the need to sort of like compete with me. So like she you know, you know my si my sister uh God bless her. I love her and there's no talking shit that I wouldn't tell her to her face. But she uh, her family got um got uh, this campaign to be like the faces of a hospital. So they did a photo shoot, family of five, looks really, or was it six? I don't know if, I don't think Madeline was born yet. So a family of five, they're doing a photo shoot. They're on bus stops, they're on, they're, on, they're on billboards, they're in commercials. And she feels the need to rub it into me that like she's doing better at <laughs> entertainment than I am because she's the local Rhode Island face of Kaiser Permanente, whatever the, whatever the hospital is. Let her have it, babe. Let no, I it. absolutely do let her have it, but I'm also like, like what the fuck goes through your brain, older sister that you, it's constant competition. Whereas I'm just doing my own thing. Like, I don't yeah, know. but maybe she, you know, everybody, the grass is always greener on the other side, right? Like I, I think about other lives I could have potentially had all the time. I feel like there are a million ways where I could be perfectly happy in this world with a nine to five, with a creative job like this, marrying some old rich dude. A nine to five would kill you. And no, kill I really enjoy routine. 10 days of vacation a year. Do you know how much vacation you actually take? I think I would negotiate a European style <laughs> <laughs> vacation. Wow. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I just turned our I you. just turned our mics down. I wanted to make sure everyone can hear me. Okay. <laughs> so, but there are similarities. Yet yeah, you and Chase might be different, but you're both highly sensitive people. You're both. You saw Chase would win my my um my birthday beer pong. We did a birthday Zoom beer pong where people friends got got on from all over the country, really, and uh, we all played beer pong. It was you know technical issues, but it was as good as could be expected. But Chase was sitting there looking grouchy, and I go, "What's I go? What's Chase? What's the matter?" And she goes, "I'm missing Dateline." And I was like, "Why can't you just be happy? Like you're sitting in a beer pong." No, she was watching Dateline. She wasn't missing it. She, she was watching it while she was on the Zoom. But she looked annoyed for no reason. I'm always, I always had to be like, smack out of it. I think that's just maybe her face. Like she that's was your just, face is I my point. I know, which is why I'm saying like, sometimes you're just thinking about something else. It's called RBF. It's a thing. Yeah. Well, take your resting bitch face and put a smile on it. You know? No. What's the don't cartoon tell do me where, to smile. Where they put a banana in the mouth and they just automatically smile. That's what you got to do. Sometimes you just got to smile. Fake it. Fake your face to feel better. Yeah. I, I think on a birthday Zoom, you can fake it. Look, but, but I mean, I get it. She Women... was just distracted. It's nighttime. It's late by her. She's been dealing with the kids all day. It's bad lighting. She's got the TV on. It's simple. It's just a simple case study. I've got no resentment towards her. I'm the younger sibling that has never, you know, like she's always would get mad because like the, the family watched over her more and in a way like a, almost not restricted her more, but she got in trouble more growing up and I was kind of like the guy they let do whatever you want. I think the case study for me worked out pretty well that I, I was telling you this in the car the other day. My, my mom would like as a single mom, you know, raising two children at the age of 23 years old with no child support, she got the best case scenario with me. 
I didn't ask for anything. I, I would play with the box. I didn't want it. I didn't need any toys. I'd get Chase's hand-me-downs for the most part. She'd be dressing me up as a child, you know, in whatever uh, diaper she, you know what I mean? So I was, a, I was a good sport. She need my mom needed a good sport as a single mom and she got one. That's why like now, look, I got a million things that are wrong with me. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> easy. Don't laugh. I was not a million. I got like three, but, um, but as a kid growing up, I didn't need anything. I'd feel guilty for even asking for, I still feel guilty asking for things. I like when I can just buy my own things, which is probably why you haven't gotten me a birthday present, but who's asking? Oh no, because I asked you for a month straight what you want for your birthday and you would never give me a straight answer if you gave me any answer at all. I'm going to turn your mic off for this next segment. <laughs> Let me tell everyone what I didn't get from Tasha yet. My Valentine's Day card. Now, Tasha's mic is off, so you can't hear her shouting and kicking me. But all I asked for my birthday was for a three-month-old Valentine's Day card. And she goes, I'm going to have to fish that out. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck do you have to fish a Valentine's I don't know where I put it. Why is your resistance so hard that I, you can't you know, put word on paper? You did it when we first started dating. Yeah. It's just difficult. I don't know. I'm not a writer, Dave. You're a writer. It's very easy for you. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know how it's hard. It's a skill developed through practice. So you need to practice. Maybe you could practice my birthday card by finishing the Valentine's Day card. In fact, I'll tell you what, I'll let you use the inside <laughs> left of the Valentine's Day card for Valentine's Day. You can use the inside right of the Valentine's Day card for my birthday. I'll, I'll accept that as late as Cinco de Mayo. If I don't get that by Cinco de Mayo, you sure as shit will hear on the next episode. Everyone knows, everyone's listening. I need my birthday slash Valentine's Day combo card. All right. You got it. I just got to find it. Go get it right now. Like, let's, let's, why don't I, why don't I help you right now put the card together? No. There's a pen right over there. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly what to say. And you can, I'll, I'll, it's, it's like, uh, when someone signs a check of someone who's like, you know, mentally ill. So they're like, sign them their will over. I will literally <laughs> handwrite the, the thing my heart needs over your, you know, fingernails. You know, you could, what you could do, you know, how you directed our cake challenge and you gave me a vision of what you wanted for your birthday cake. You can give me bullet points of what you want in the card. I want a sexy love letter. I want a sexy? rated. I want a rated R. This is what How, I'm going to well, do it, to you. Before you wanted heartfelt, and now you want sexy. Both heartfelt on the left, <laughs> sexy on the right. That's what I want. I want you love. Better, you got to write me bullet points, guys, listeners, saplings out there. When Tasha last week accidentally complimented me, I did not know what happened in the cosmos. Listen, I couldn't believe I don't the level accidentally of, compliment you. I, I purposefully compliment you. You, know, you give me no credit. Well, that's the point is that I was so taken aback by it that the level at which you complimented me at the beginning of the compliment, I for sure thought you were going to break up with me. You were like, I just, I'm going to tell like, hey, Dave, I just want you. I was like, oh boy, here we go. And then you said something nice and I just wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting something nice from you in a heartfelt way because you think you acknowledge what I do on the reg, but I do, but we speak different love languages. So sometimes I've been really trying babe for six years to adjust to your needs, which are very specific. You are a very needy. That's not true. Yes, babe. You are, you are a very like sensitive, emotional, needy kind of person. We need to do a wife swap with Sammy because Sammy gave me a compliment and I didn't, I, I felt awkward with the compliment, but I was like, oh, she gave that's, and I'm not comparing you to, this is a joke, right? I w it would actually be interesting if you and Michael were to get, would you like Michael? 
It's not my type. Sammy's not my type either. And I don't mean that in a way, Sammy, if you're listening, I know you're not, but I'm not trying to come on to you. This isn't a come on. But if you but could hook me gave... up with Carlos Sainz and we could do a wife swap with Carlos Sainz. Who's his wife? I don't know. He better, she, better if she loves uh, <laughs> uh, low level podcasters. <laughs> Hey, Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz is a um, F1 race car driver. We've been watching the Netflix show. Hold, let me hold off on that. I want to package that all together because we okay. we like to shoot from the hip, folks. So this is, if anyone's new, um, yes, it is a dating in a relationship show, but that is a that is a springboard in the pool of content we talk about. I, I don't, I do not like it. Well, I, thought I, I thought you talked more about this. You know. Listen, folks, if you ain't into us as people. You either like us or you don't. We're not worried about it. Well, I lose sleep over Dave, it. <laughs> Dave's definitely worried about it. But listen, like, the, you know, I, the reason I like certain podcasters and Instagrammers is because I find the host, the individual who is the host, interesting and funny. There's I don't really care what they're talking about. I just like the people I like. Content online needs one of two things, information or um, enjoyment. If you're not giving someone information, they better enjoy it. So if someone only comes on the podcast to learn how to slide into someone's DMs, then they probably ain't coming to a stand-up show or joining our patreon.com slash the saps. Shout out to our new members, Jake, Asma, um, and um, Huntley, our new members are out there. By the way, shout out to Daniel too. He tried to log on to the uh, uh, Zoom beer pong. I didn't see it in the moment, but he texted me that he had an audio issue, but um Anyway, so we, 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 we celebrated my birthday. I turned 30 and change. <laughs> I'm no longer late, early to mid thirties. I'm 35 folks. I'm mid thirties. I gotta, I gotta throw the mid out there. I am mid thirties. I am halfway to 70. You realize if we don't have kids soon, we're going to be like a grandparents age when we have our first kids. Listen, my balls are good. I got 20. I got, I got. I mean, how long could the sperm last? You know, <laughs> long time. Sperm lasts a long time. Not worried about it. Okay. But yeah, I um, we're in quarantine, and I made it. I made it through a birthday. I I for one was not needy for what I expected out of my birthday. Anyway, I mean, we were, were went to fucking Lowe's. You know what I mean? Got to go to Lowe's. We we did errands. I got my Starbucks. Um, oh, that birthday Starbucks was. That was fun. If anyone is listening and, and isn't doesn't have a Starbucks app, it's a free app. You, you link up your credit card and then you scan it every time you buy something. Or just like I don't link up my credit card, but you if you get a gift card, you just put in the number and it sets you up with a Starbucks account. And uh, so, so how like, do you pay? How do you pay for stuff if you don't link it up? You just charge it. I re-upload f- to my ca- my gift card every time. Oh, see, you, I don't know. Do you get points for that? You don't. Your credit card doesn't get points. Everyone, everyone, write in. Tell Tasha to get a new credit card. I've been what's the point? Trying to get her on the Amex for years. The it's, point is, you get a, a I get a four extra four hundred dollars a year. I cannot keep track of the way more important shit in my life going on right now. I don't have one extra brain cell left for credit card points. If I had power, I'm gonna. Is this the right one? Tell us, tell us about your sob story, Tasha. You don't have one extra brain cell left. This is a sexy Aladdin. Is this you sound? No, keep going. You don't. You don't have one brain cell to switch to Amex. I, no, I don't. I. 
whatever, babe. No one finds this interesting. The point was that you, if you have a Starbucks account, you get a free drink on your birthday, and it can—it's anything you want. Bucket. So of there are literally drink. challenges of like people online trying to figure out how to order the most expensive drink for their birthday, and people do it. You like, there's a receipt online of like a ninety-nine dollar Starbucks drink. It has like twenty shots of espresso. It's a drink day uh, size, bucks. but. You think yours was ten dollars? Well, I, I I said low on the sugar because you know sometimes they'll just pump a bunch of peppermint sugar in there and all that. And I like I like coffee, so I didn't want them to just mask it and be too sweet. And I don't like the fake. I don't like the sugar free sugar. I like I'm very specific with my sugar free options, guys. I'm not specific about a lot of things, but I know what kind of coffee I like. But I told them like I kind of gave them power of attorney over there at the uh, Starbucks counter. Just and, F um, it up, man. No, it was probably like a $10, $12. I mean, it was a good, it was a venti. Actually, it was actually, no, it was a grande, but venti and a venti cup because they had frothed the shit out of it. But anyway, um, it, it took me several days to finish. It was a <laughs> just white, just whatever creams and uh, foam, uh, nitro. I mean, they really maxed the shit out of this coffee. They made the shit out of that coffee. <laughs> I wouldn't even call it a coffee. I mean, if you had never... It was a dessert. Mine that I drank was a dessert. It was one of those like caramel crunch, caramel ribbon crunch frappuccinos. Yeah. So we went straight from there, straight to um, straight to get home to uh, play beer pong. Uh, we, we get into the kitchen and the dog has what I will describe as a 10 inch circumference shit of zero solidity waiting for us on a tiled floor. Why does it matter that it's tiled? That's grout. That's shit in grout. <laughs> um, poor Boone Luckily has been. Luckily, we bought grout cleaner at Lowe's. Yeah. So here we go. So so we're we, you know because of COVID, the only thing you can do is like drive through a Starbucks, and I'm not complaining. It just is what it is. So we were running late anyway to this um, virtual beer pong we were setting up, and uh, the dog was on day two of what I'll describe as a three day um, no sphincter control shitting himself. He just had diarrhea because you gave him old ham. Musket shit. We've talked about his musket shits before. This was comical. This, if, if, if you saw a dog like this shitting in a cartoon, you'd go, make it believable at least. I mean, <laughs> this was like somebody, like a balloon of shit exploded out of his butt on the every two hours for three days. Uh, I know what you're wondering, Dave, how does that work at night? Well, Tasha gets great sleep and I wake up every two hours to walk the dog. And then this morning was like the final curse because we had to take him to the vet. We had to get him a good $500. You know, dogs, they, you know, once in a while, he's an older dog, it costs some money. So luckily the vet is walking distance away. We walked him over there, got him some injections to give him some fluids because God forbid he stopped peeing. He was so dehydrated. You know, all these, no one cares about all these things. Boone's healthy. He's on his return. But last night was the pinnacle of it. I walked him at 5 a.m. and three times in a row, he asked to go back outside. So I ended up walking him for over an hour at 5 a.m. And then finally, I put my headphones in and put a Joe Rogan podcast on and then waited till he barked Tasha awake, <laughs> which still took you a long time. <laughs> I woke up and I walked him I'm yesterday and today. So don't act like I'm not doing anything. Well, Boone's back to health. We came home five minutes before the podcast to a giant... Um, 
pool of shit and uh, cleaned it up. Had a great time, and uh, big thanks to everyone who came out. We had friends from Michigan, Rhode Island, a bunch of New Yorkers were there, California, uh, I want to say Texas maybe, or some other place, Detroit. What, what else? There was a, some other Midwestern places were there. And then, and then one random dude showed up that nobody knew. <laughs> and uh, we're trying to- <laughs> That was hilarious. You were like, who's that? And I didn't see his picture yet, and I was so confused. And this guy was- you know, not like talking in the chat. He was just like sitting and watching. And I, some people had told me that like zoom crashing was a thing. And I was like, someone saw your link and it's just zoom crashing, but being really polite about it. Yeah. That was the best zoom crash ever. He was a nice guy, but then like he tried, I don't want to shit on him. He was a nice guy. He came in. He was a friend of a friend. Apparently, apparently my buddy, Julio was inviting other friends to the birthday party, but not letting me know ahead of time. So I didn't know if he was a podcast listener. I didn't know if he was a buddy of mine. I forgot about, I didn't know who this guy I was Googling him during the live stream. <laughs> so we set up a whole beer pong. I think we'll make like a vlog video about it all just to show a little bit. And then of course, uh, credit where it's due. I'm always uh, quick to give credit. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> I, I'm very, all I do. You, that's what's so funny is you think I'm the sensitive one. All day long, all I do is find ways to compliment you. I do. Anyway, so I thought it would be a good idea. I'm taking credit for the idea. My idea. You give me credit for it. I thought it would be a good idea since Tasha's birthday is one week to the day after mine. Um, she's 27 years younger than me, though. Uh, but, uh, yeah, she's she's 14. Tasha's 14. It was my idea that we would make cakes for the other person based on whatever their wishes were. So a cake challenge. So for my cake, I asked Tasha to make me a Corona cake, a COVID-19 viral cake. And uh, you did a very great job. Yeah, I did. Pretty spot on. I mean, you know, you did a great job. She included the little nubs, the flagella, the little, um, you know, Frankenstein nubs. They're called Coronas. Coronas. She included the Coronas. Uh, Just uh, just quickly, for those who aren't able to enjoy the cake, describe it to them. Yeah. Process, it was a gluten-free, vegan, funfetti layer cake. Three layers, and I made it in a dome shape, so it looked like half a Corona. And uh, I used little Twizzler bites and Jolly Rancher bites. They're little, like, soft gummies. And I cut them in half, and I put them on top of uh, what Sour Punch straws to be the little Coronas. Dave, you should have posted a picture. I had posted a ton of pictures on my Instagram stories, but you need to post a picture on like the Patreon or something. I um, We did. We posted a story on the Patreon. But yeah, I'll post a photo on the Patreon, but also Instagram. But uh, today we're celebrating um, birthday with my family who lives in uh, Calabasas, which is normally about like a... 80 minute drive away, but because of the virus, it's only going to be 38 minutes away. So we're going to go celebrate it with an aunt of mine and then we'll take some photos. Yeah, I don't have a photo. I don't really, maybe you took one, but I don't have a photo on my possession of me holding the cake. Oh, I have some. Now it's vegan and all, but that cream, I mean, real, I I mean, every time I ate it, that frosting, I immediately passed out. It's pure sugar. I had a panic attack, I think, from eating too much like cake and candy. Yeah, Tasha went off the deep end. Um... (laughs) And then I look at her and uh, my uh, my ability to tell that you're going to cry is usually a two second heads up like a like a, you know, earthquake. Now, like UCLA has like the earthquake monitor, you get an <laughs> alert like you get an earthquake in one second. I get an alert when I look at you that goes, Tasha, better cry in two seconds. But yesterday it was like five seconds before and I go, are you going to cry? 
and you didn't look like it. I was just like, I'm feeling this. I literally felt a wave. I know this sounds too like spiritual to people. What's going on? Hawk what has something in his claws. Oh, Hawk, what does he have? Hawk just got a mouse. Whoa. Wow, boy. ADD, everyone. That was cool. It was right outside our window. What, I'm not going to look? We got red tail hawks cleaning up out there. Anyway, uh, nature's taking over. Um, was it, What was I saying? That you had a five-second warning that and I didn't I look like I, I was going to cry. Go, you that you cry? thought I was going to cry. And you go, I'm not going to cry. You like looked at me like, and I was like, oh, jeez, I thought you were, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, fuck. And then you started crying. What was I crying about? We don't know, Tasha. We don't know. But your birthday's in four days, and I tell you what, you're going to cry on your birthday. Am okay? I? Why would I cry on my birthday? All right, well, minute 24, why would I cry on my birthday? I'm going to stitch this together. <laughs> when you cry, I'm going to take a video of it and, and put a picture in picture of this. Why would you cry? Because it's your birthday, and you're going to overthink. I'm getting older, and I don't have everything I wanted out of life. You're so hard on yourself. That you're gonna you use these benchmarks, New Year's. It's like time to go over your resolutions, and then you just start hating on yourself because you don't have X, Y, and Z. Birthdays, New Year's, Fourth of July, Hollow. You just pick random times to self-reflect, and it never ends with you going. You know what? I'm a badass bitch who's a business owner, and I work for myself, and uh, you know, blah blah blah. It's never that. It's always ma. So what are you gonna do this year for your birthday to to like uh, empower yourself to to feel good about another year of fighting the good fight I don't know. well you should you should plan something to, to in knowing that sometimes on your birthday you kind of like oh geez what am i like i look at my maybe that's a good gift idea maybe there's a book out there that's like a birthday like plan your year kind of like planner like a motivational planner that revolves around your birthday oh we should make that if there isn't one like a that's a good P, invention like a right yeah of like what people can buy themselves on their birthday. And it's just like a chart of badassness where you, you piece together all your successes and, and help yourself move forward. Speaking of gifts for themselves, do you know what I got myself for my birthday? What? Your script? Yeah. Dave entered a script contest. That's a big deal. Yeah, it is a big Script deal. writing contest. I yeah, found out from my friend Heather Terman, past podcast guest, and she has sold several scripts and produced her own feature film. And she said, Dave, get off your ass. I know this isn't your, your comfort zone, like selling a script. I've never done it before. I've never tried to. She was like, you need to enter into a script writing competition. And sure enough, May 1st, that night, my birthday was the deadline. So There's I pissed no away $60. There's no better luck than your birthday do, right? No better luck. And um, at least it gets somebody to read the fucking thing. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Man, is it hard for people to... Re, you know what I mean? That's not true. Have some gratitude for all the people that reached out and wanted to read it and gave notes. 12? That's a lot. Out of a, maybe 7,000 Facebook friends and people that... Why would you want all of those random people to read it? I want you to read it. I offered. When? On the day. I shared you with... I, you're shared on the document. I've said Babe, it to I you. am not shared on the document. Will you read it by your birthday? No, I've got shit going on. There it is, folks. Just pack it in there. Valentine's Day card, birthday card, and you're going to read my script. She's going to just put them all together by 2027. You'll see it on TV before you read it. You go, oh, there's a new show on Netflix. That's not true. And she's like, this You know, I've I've expressed to you that we have some hangups with like the sort of feedback that you want from me. And Positive. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like... you. Don't ask for my opinion if you don't want my notes. I but you're also very sensitive and you don't like my notes. So like, and also like, I want you to, you never really give me any credit for like 
my contribution to our joint things. I feel like I miss I miss out on a lot of credit to like our joint endeavors. Like what? I don't know. This. You get you're in the title. <laughs> you're in the I didn't make you. you do that. Well, okay. Well, look, I everybody, this episode is sponsored by Tasha Courtney. She is a fabulous co-host. If you're if you're listening, you got to jump over to the YouTube. And I don't actually I don't even know if yeah we'll post this. We've been posting almost all the episodes on YouTube. This is it, folks. This is banking on ourselves. I'm a full blown YouTube. I released a new video, um, a new drone video, which I wanted to tell. This is part of my story, Tasha. I haven't told you the truth about this drone video. I uh, shot a drone video where I went on the roof and I called friends and I had it seem like I flew the drone to my friend's house's windows and then talked to them on the phone. It's a fun video, but look, I have a smaller drone. The flight time is 25 minutes and it ain't going, you know, it goes 1500 feet away. But it clearly, if you knew LA, some of my drone interviews were like 13 miles away. I was clearly not flying my drone to their house. What I was doing was driving to different people's houses and then flying the drone up to their window or holding the drone in my hand, recording the, the interview via the drone's video and then filming the drone video after. Anyway, none of that matters, but my first drone interview, I crashed the drone. I wanted to let you know that I crashed the drone and I haven't told you, Natasha's got a mouthful of food. I crashed it. Yeah, I was afraid to tell you. I wanted to tell you on the air. So that I wouldn't get mad at yeah, you? Yeah, I hit a palm tree. I mean, it still works. Yeah, I hit it. I hit a palm tree. Here's I can tell you what happened. So I was recording this video um, with my buddy Leon. He was the first interview, and he lives in a kind of gated apartment complex with a pool. So the pool's in the center, and uh, I was shooting the final drone shot. We had already got the interview, and basically what I needed to do was fly the drone from a close-up from Leon and then fly it up and away. It's called a drony shot, where the drone just flies up and away as far as possible. And it gets this beautiful, establishing, giant shot, bird's eye view of, of the whole neighborhood. I had to tuck myself away into the corner because, and by the way, folks, I've flown this drone all over the country. I've had some close calls, but I haven't, I haven't hit a thing. I haven't hit a thing with this drone. I've been very good. I had to tuck away to the corner so I couldn't see on the monitor where the drone was going because I was filming the drone ba basically backing up into the sky. And we're talking about like several hundred feet away. And then all of a sudden, Leon goes, I'm in the corner. He goes, no. <laughs> He's like, oh, what are you doing? No. <laughs> Leon's son was there. who's was like seven or eight. He's a cool kid. Maybe he's 10. I don't know. He's a younger, younger kid. And he was so, I was like showing off. So I'm using the drone. He's like, that's the coolest thing. I was like, watch this. And then the drone's gone. And then, by, and I come around the corner and we're like, oh no, the drone's gone. We don't know where the drone went. And we're talking about this drone is neighborhoods away. We're talking different school district. This drone is gone. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm Why like, was oh it my one gosh. of the really big palm trees? It was a yeah, one of the tall palm trees. Okay. One of the palm trees that like and by the way, hitting a palm tree that that's it was the only palm tree in a square mile. <laughs> it was there was nothing else around and somehow it 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 um I thought the drone was going to go way above it. It just didn't. It was like I was, maybe the drone actually wasn't. Maybe I was controlling it. But either way, I was flying in the blind. I was backing up. Anyway, um, my first thought is I have to buy a new drone and not tell Tasha. <laughs> I have to get a new drone and not let Tasha know and take this to the grave because I don't need. It's not worth four hundred dollars to hear you. You don't get a fine in a palm tree. You should have looked at it. What were you doing? Yeah, I didn't need it. I didn't need it. So I told Leon, I was like, let's go find that drone. But I thought it was going to be in 15 different pieces. And um, he's like, oh, shoot. And he felt bad because 
he's helping me out. You know, he's doing my project. He's a nice guy. And he was like, Oh geez, my, my, my palm tree took down your drone. Like he was very sweet. He's like, let's go. We got to go look for it. I was like, okay. But I was like, I got, I had, I had all my film gear and all of my sound gear. I had to take it all apart. So I'm taking everything apart. I'm taking the, my cell phone off of the drone equipment. Cause the cell phone is the monitor that attaches to the DJI Mavic mini drone, which you're about to hear is the best drone in the world. Um, I wish I had a sponsorship with them. Uh, so I'm taking everything's apart. I've disconnected the GPS from my phone to the device. Everything's taken apart. A couple minutes go by. We're getting ready to leave the complex, and all we hear is bzzz. the drone returned. It came home on its own. It felt like a Pixar movie. The drone just came home. A tear, a one tear, <laughs> goes down my eyes. It comes home at about 150 feet high super high off the ground. What happens is when you lose contact with your drone, it has a thing called return to home. RTH baby for return to home. It's a button you can press when all else fails and it knows to fly up as high as it can and then travel to you because it doesn't have this smaller type of drone doesn't have like object avoidance. That's not a thing that like doubles the price. So it doesn't know, it, it, you know, otherwise it would just slam into a building if it returned at that level. So it returns high, we bear it. And I go, I go, is this somebody else's drone? Like how did this drone hit the ground and know to come back up? And I, and I didn't know what happened until later on when I w looked at the footage, but, um, the drone came back and returned exactly where I took it off from, which might to a drone expert be like, yeah, that's what it does. But to me, I thought I was doing full like recon bodies dead. What's it called when it's like, like, uh, so does that mean when it hit, it had to have landed right side up, right? You would think so. So I watched the footage. The drone hits the palm tree, knocks the shit out of the Franz, does like a 720 Franz. It's completely topples uh, edge over, you know, whatever. Just completely hits itself, hovers, and then just takes Chill. a few minutes. Like it got knocked out, like just like like a kangaroo that just got punched in the jaw, just kind of, and then it buzzes back up and it goes like beep, 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 and then knows where to fly. Like it recalibrated itself. You should it post that bearing. on TikTok. I'm gonna, but I wanted to share the story with you. <laughs> before, before I was like, what's this? It doesn't look amazing in the video. Like it, like you can see it hitting a tree, but it's like the most beautiful shot in the world. And all of a sudden we're introducing, you know, vegetation into the sky and um, it returned and it worked fine. And there was not a dent on it, and it's just incredible. You did mention that something like a blade or something needed to be replaced, right? Did well, you? that was something else I broke on it. Oh. Yeah, that was something I broke uh, that just broke on its own, but it came with a replacement part, and that was a cheap fix. But I just thought it was dead and whatever, and it, and it, and it worked, and it was fine, and that was it. And and we're high five. Well, we weren't high five. We were social distancing, so we weren't touching each other. But we were just like, oh, my God. And he's like, this is fucking crazy. Because for him, to, for me, it was crazy technology that it came back. But um, yeah, I had already written this thing off. This was dead on a rock. I mean, I was going to collect bodies, not to mention we knew we were going to have to go to a different gated neighborhood. And like, and when you lose a drone, you got, it's on a roof somewhere. It's in a kid's balcony. There's it's never, it never, it's that, that so that was a good, like sort of lesson for like be more careful, even though I was so when, when you saw me fly the drone the next day at Leah's place for the other scene or a few days later, I was like super care. I mean, I've been careful, but this was like scared the shit out of me. I saw this TikTok that is apparently that there's this place. I want to say it's in Vietnam or something, maybe the Philippines, but it's this island somewhere in 
Southeast Asia that's called like the drone graveyard because there's some sort of magnetic waves there or something that just kills drones. And there's hundreds, if not thousands of drones just lost in that jungle. Interesting. Isn't that wild? My, our, our drone doesn't have the technology that is satellite. So I don't know if, uh, if ours, our drone, it was, it still pings like a, it's still like, it doesn't involve satellites. It involves Wi-Fi, like from my phone, even if it's off and it knows its coordinates on its own. I don't know. So anyway, I mean, we've had this, this drone is just incredible. It's like 350 bucks or 400, but whatever it is, it's just insane. So that video's up. It's um, a highly stylized, commercialized video where today a stranger compared me to Mr. Rogers meets Casey Neistat, which uh, very much is a compliment I'll take. I will take that compliment um, and all that jazz, but uh, we're moving on. Uh, I wanted to, uh, uh, I thought it would be a good idea since we're in the, we're still in the uh, last stages of quarantine, hopefully, uh, to discuss our latest uh, binge content from the internet. So this week we've watched, is that a good idea? Sure. Are you prepared enough to speak on the things we've been watching? Yeah. We're, we are uh, beginning to watch a show that you, you very much like, a period piece. I finished it already. You watched the whole show? Yeah, I did. How many episodes is it? I don't know. I passed out after the birthday cake. Yeah, you fell asleep. It's an, it's an R-rated period piece comedy uh, called Hollywood by Ryan Murphy that uh, if you're homophobic at all, be careful. You should watch. If you're homophobic, you should watch it because I think it would maybe uh, be like scared, in your mind. scared straight or scared gay, I guess. <laughs> right. Because there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of sex and there's a lot of. Um, no, but it's not vulgar. It's not like it's not even as explicit as Game of Thrones. It's a very it's a wonderful. Yes. Period piece. Super stylized. It has sort of like um, dozens of dicks. It has like a, lots of tits too. Lots of tits. What vibes, like what other shows do you think is similar? You said, the sh- it's like the the sh- sh- what's the singing show? Glee? You yeah. said it's sort of like Glee. Well, in the sense that it's it's showing the, the what people will do for fame in what, maybe the 40s is this? What years are these? The 40s or 50s? Anyway, it's a really cool show. I don't, I don't think it's based on any sort of facts whatsoever. I mean, it's very heightened. It's basically like a dude runs a, a gay brothel for, for like people to get in with all these like closeted... Uh, gay uh, industry executives, but it's shot in a but very that's just episode fun, one. Yeah, it's like a fun, you know, it's not like some gritty thing. It's like, well, do what no, you want to do. No, it's awesome. It's yeah. a really, really good show. You should definitely check it out. And that's on Netflix. And uh, the other, sh- and then the li- we started watching that after we watched the the most talk about diarrhea, dog shit. We watched the worst show no, that I'll movie. ever recommend. The worst movie. movie. What is what was it called again? Dangerous it's lies. It's called de- deceptive, deceptive lies. <laughs> Guys, if you want to sh- hate watch a show, a movie, a movie. this is it. Because I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed how little. It made sense. It was a, I would call a suspense thriller, um, a la NYU level script. Uh, the the sh- it was it was a, it was like if you gave someone professional equipment but didn't tell them how to use it. That's what this movie was. Uh, so if you if you directed it and you're watching, uh, my sorry, bad. sorry. <laughs> but look, it was if it would be my first attempt at a movie for sure. It was like they didn't finish every bad. scene. It was just a little like. Um, jumpy. Yeah, it was, but fun. 
Yeah, it was fine. It, it was fun. It was fun to watch. And it's uh, it was miscast, misdirected, miswritten. And even the CGI is laughably bad in certain parts. But unlike some bad things that go nowhere, it's a... I'm glad it was a movie. Like, if this was a, a TV show, I'd be like, I can't what, do 12 episodes of this. But as a 90-minute masterpiece in what not to do, like, if I was a direct, if I was, like, a head of UCLA film, I'd say, all right, everyone needs to watch this movie to see what I never want to see happen again. Bad cliches. It, it really, I mean, rack focusing from a crow for no reason. They just were like, I was like, why are they rack focusing from a crow? And then there was a part of the movie where I was like, oh, it's going to make sense. And it didn't. I described it to my buddy Channing yesterday. It was like if leaving breadcrumbs that just led nowhere for no reason. It, it was... It was, it was, if you take M. Night Shyamalan's worst movie and combined it with uh, just, I don't know. I don't know. It was bad. Sorry. There's lots of bad stuff on Netflix. Uh, I think that's okay. So if anyone's out there and wants to watch it and confirm what I've said about it, please do. Enjoy it. I, I, I mean that. I, I really mean it. Watch it. It's bad. Actually, just start Hollywood. It's a great show. Don't you what, waste your time. Can I tell you what Channing said about Hollywood? I recommended it, it to him. And again, we're, we're, he's a guy who's, you know, uh, honest, but you know, he goes, I go, he goes watching Hollywood. And then like three minutes later, he goes, didn't think it would get gay this fast. <laughs> it's fun. It's, it's a, um, it's a really good show, but it also shows the closeted lifestyle people would have to leave, live and still do that. Like can't be gay because they don't think not. And it's not just gay. It's race too. This show that takes place 50, 60 years, 70 years ago, where you couldn't have a black lead because they didn't think uh, people would come out to see it. It's the same today where like they're finally showing that you can have an, uh, a foreign film, you know, what's the uh, Korean film, you know? Parasite. Parasite win best picture. You can have Asians, you know, the, uh, what's the Asian movie? The uh, Asian loves love movie, right? Oh, the one that takes place in Singapore. Yeah. Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. These movies were... were yeah, they, it's they're, crazy they're, to think that it really is 70 years later and we're still just getting around to this sort of like groundbreaking progressive stuff. But still, as as much as we've, uh, I think society has flipped on accepting gays, they've flipped on that and weed as quickly, like in the history books, it's overnight. It's I know it took years and obviously like the 80s, 90s. And, and again, I, I've talked about it before. I worked on Ryan Murphy's uh, passion project in the normal heart, which was about the outbreak of the gay community. And that's a true story. And I actually never watched it cause it was so heavy to film. I like, didn't want to watch it, but Jim Parsons and Matt Bomer and, and Mark Ruffalo and, uh, uh Julia Roberts. It was a great, cr- I mean, the cast was crazy, but he's, he's, oh, he's been probably one of the biggest, uh, uh, supporters of gay, uh, you know, cause he is, I believe gay. Right. And, um, glee projects that they can, you can involve a gay, plenty of gay stories on a network TV show like Glee, which I don't even know. I wasn't even a, a big watcher of it, so I don't know too much about it, but it was so taboo and still can be to even have a same sex. I mean, Ellen DeGeneres' career was yeah, gone because first, she came out of the closet. What was the very first gay kiss on TV? Do you remember? It was very recently. I loved the show Smash. Is that what it's called? Smash? Uh, I'm going to look. Yeah, Smash. What is it? That was the... That was the Glee version of musical theater in New York. I loved it. I loved it. So I was a huge fan of it. And that show, you'd see some gay kissing, and that was like, whoa, that was a big deal. It's just in. It's a. It's a, It. It's just one of those things. It has to be normalized, and it has been, and it's still not as normalized because if if there was a gay love story, take Brokeback Mountain, it's 
when people water it down to what it is, you go, oh, it's too too closety gay. You know what I mean? Like it's that's the prevalent thing people describe it as versus just a love story. It still has that asterisk. But anyway, that's just the world we live in. Uh, but it was inter- it's uh, what was it? Where was the fuck was I going with with all that? I don't know. It's still interesting to watch because there. I mean, name name on uh, two hands how many gay actors you know that play straight. They're afraid. There's people that are afraid to come out of the closet because of public perception. You know. There aren't that many. When I stood in for Matt Bomer, he he was he's uh, he's openly gay in the industry, but he never quote unquote came out because he didn't have that celebrity lifestyle where people were even wondering. Like he was a, he was a perfect level to go under the radar and just live his life, uh, being uh, you know in a in you know in a same sex marriage with kids and all that. It wasn't a big deal to him living in the bubble of Los Angeles, but some people they go. What that person's gay? You kidding me? Blah blah blah, and they they flip flop on things. Take uh, take Buttigieg. On air, you get this Nancy, right? She's probably in her forties. Do you hear that? Yeah. What was that? Uh, my my ghetto diet, Doctor K. I'm uh, <clears throat> burping it up. Sorry, sorry, folks. Uh, Buttigieg was like the people were like rooting for him, and then they found out on air that he was gay. This one lady, and she's like, "Oh, he's a gay? Oh no." Oh, I can't. And the lady's like, you can't like him now because of who he chooses to love. Yeah, no, I'm going to have. And she was like, yeah, it's wild to think that that attitude still exists because, yeah, we're not really exposed to it. It was at a caucus, right? Yeah. She like changed her vote. Yeah. (laughs) And you can just watch people's fear, which is all it is. I don't I don't see it as hate. You can see it as whatever you want. Some people can be like, no, man, fuck the gays. But I think it's really just like fear in in, uh, living in a bubble where all you watch is some sort of like religious kind of brainwashing yeah or well, i hope they save themselves blah 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 you know it's 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 interesting uh that people in today's world still either grow up not not just feeling like yeah yeah whatever that's the person i love oh i love you know it's not a big deal uh do we get through all the tv shows we were watching oh f1 no you didn't talk about formula one formula one is tasha's favorite show she watches it with a sex toy and her left hand <laughs> and the remote control in the other shut up she's pausing you don't want to confuse the two <laughs> well what it what do you want to say about it i don't know it's a fun it's a show. show. It's, it's not fun. even brand new. I think season two did come out recently, but it is the behind the scenes look of Formula One racing, which I, when I, when I, when Channing told me it was a good show, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to float this idea by Tasha without telling you, do you want to watch a race car show? Because if you called it a race car show, you wouldn't want to watch it. But it, it's basically 20, 20 men. They're all men. I'm not saying men are better drivers, but on the professional level, they're all men. I wonder if women are allowed in Formula One. I'm sure. Do I'm you sure. think? Yeah. Marketing wise. Because that's what's crazy is you can have one driver. I don't driver. know. NASCAR has women drivers, but I don't know about Formula One. Hey, women. Did they have more than Danica Patrick? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But anyway, Formula One. So there's only 20 drivers in the world that tour, and they go to Abu Dhabi and Brazil and Montreal. They're all over the every, – every episode, they're in a new country. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy high stakes, and it's, it's cool to watch because – they're crashing and one tiny little thing happens and they're, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty good show. Yeah. It's, it's a fun show to watch. And then the other one, Extraction, which is not Dr. Pimple Popper, uh, feature film. Extraction. I have no idea what you're talking about. Extraction oh, is the uh, Helms, Helmsworth. Is it a silent eight L Helms, Hemsworth, Hemsworth. Hem, Hemmel. Is it Hemmelsworth? Is he German? The, uh, one of the, I don't know which one there's 15. Chris. Chris, is it Chris Helmsworth? I think. Liam was married uh, to Miley, right? Sure. Liam Hemsworth. That sounds like it was. What's right. the third one? Brian. I don't know. There's a bunch. There's a <laughs> bunch of brute Aussies that are jacked, and they and it, so the Chris is probably the most famous of them. And it is a, it's uh, lives up to the name Extraction. It is about 
recovering. That was another one of those movies that just, it wasn't, it didn't flow. It it was like they made a three hour movie and then they had to cut it down to an hour and a half or two hours. And it was just, it felt a little choppy. But if you like a action movie, that's the one to go watch. Well, the camera work was really lovely. They did a ton of stitches. So they made, I mean, they like, had people topple off a balcony and onto the street and made it look like one shot. Yeah, they, yeah, it was jumping really from, cool. From roof to roof and it all looks like it's a continuous take, which we know it wasn't, but yeah, the stunt work on that's crazy. The CGI, I mean, everything about it for, I mean, Netflix has come a long way. The movie Deceptive Lies is what we thought Netflix of five years ago. Like those, that was a quality of movies you'd get. And now they're, now they're doing, you know, like Ben Affleck, all these action films, which are pretty crazy. So that is a, I, I say if you enjoy action, and you just want to watch a movie where you, you know, because sometimes we just want to watch a movie where things are blowing up, you know? Yeah. We just want that. So that's the one for, for you. And then my final one, did I, get, did I get through all of them? I guess that's all of them. What else have we watched? Oh, that's what we've been watching. That's what we're watching. So now we're off to, now we need something new since you finished Hollywood. I'm not going to watch it alone. So thanks for waiting for me. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, it's not my fault. You pass out at that's 8 p.m. every night. No. It, oh, do you want to walk the dog? <laughs> do you want to Lysol wipe his ass at 3 a.m.? I've been that? Lysoling plenty of Boon Butthole I'm lately. hanging out in the alley with alley cats, a dog. There's even, It was so late at night. Even the homeless are like done shooting up. The whole, the whole neighborhood's quiet. And then just gangsters are looking for someone to kill. And I'm out there, you know, just not. I mean, for th- folks, for three days, I didn't use doggy bags. There was nothing to pick up can't pick up a liquid you can't you just like <laughs> white i mean what we were doing is finding whatever closest like you know grass there was and ripping it off the ground and placing it over it like it was did a you dead ever shit. have a, no no this is what it was you know uh in school i went to public school i'm sure all schools are the same in this aspect if a kid throws up in the hallway they put that dust on top of it it's like uh it smells like mothball <laughs> uh mothball mulch there is nothing that smells hoot what it, what's the ingredient? It's super absorbent. I guess that's the point, but but does it need to smell that way, or did they? Maybe it has some sort of like disinfecting kind of quality too, but that's that's the uh, protocol for a liquid poo. If you, it's just throw the nearest dirt on top of it. And Channing was saying we should have just like sprayed some li- like dump some water, water on top of it. Bring some water. Bottle. But I was like, bro, we're doing this every two hours. At some point, I mean, we were walking him through the alley. You could poke like a hole in a water bottle and. But I don't know. Unless you have a hose, a hose would be nice. The best part was the first after the first night of uh, explosive diarrhea. I hope no one's having like a in and out chocolate smoothie. <laughs> What's the Wendy's version of a chocolate a frosty? Shake? Hope no one's having a frosty right now listening to this. But um, uh, the first night I washed the dog, and we the best one of the best purchases we've ever made is that. Uh, that what, what would you call it, the shower head the, mm-hmm. the removal shower head i mean this thing you can power wash your balls you can get under the old undercarriage there you can really do wonders with it and i had it set to full jet mode and i put it i, I picked up the dog's tail and went under his butt and he ratcheted that tail down so <laughs> fast you think you would be comfortable you think a dog wouldn't have butt problems like humans have butt problems because it, like we're puritan and we are, you know, we're restrictive and like... Uh, well, maybe part of it is um, actually not. Maybe it's... Taboo just on the natural level, like the final frontier of not wanting something touched. 
Like you know it's your dang, you know it's your exit zone, so you don't want other people going near there. Yeah. I mean, the dog would not let me near his butt, and we've had to wipe it. If, I mean, anyway, no one needs to hear this stuff, folks. I'm sorry, but this is uh, this hour spent my birthday. That was it. <laughs> so um, again, a big shout out to everyone out there who's been joining the uh, Patreon. Uh, your support it's added up. It's been built over the years. We uh, posted a photo today that we've got our uh, our new uh, soap member Huntley getting his box of soap. Listen, Huntley, I tried to include. We included four giant bars of soap. You'll see it. It's beautiful. But I try. I tried to include ball sack soap. So I made this soap several years ago. The lo- by the way, the longer you let the soap cure, it just gets better over time. It's like wine, right? So this soap I made several years ago, and I made them in the shape of balls. Pretty much, pretty giant balls. You know, but like maybe a little bit bigger than a golf ball. So like, if these were your nuts, they'd be pretty good size nuts, good size nut balls. And um, I had made these, and I tried to include them. Uh, as a uh, bonus balls in your soap package and Tasha wouldn't let me. <laughs> she didn't, she thought it looked tacky or something. So unfortunately you didn't get the, the balls. I had to take them out of the package <laughs> and I They're replaced n- them with other travel size soap. But I'm just saying, you know, so if anyone out there specifically wants ball soap, let me know. And that way I can uh, get it for you. I'll fight for you guys out there. Cause I, I still have about uh, 10 pairs of balls of soap, peppermint, and by the way, not only does it look like balls, uh, we're talking testicles, folks. Not only does it look like it, when you wash your balls with this soap, it is the best, uh, not, not just balls, shaft too. When you wash your shaft and balls with this soap, it is amazing. So Huntley, even though I didn't include the ball sack soap, the peppermint soap that I did include will still work uh, with the same level of ingredient as the others on your balls and shaft. So write in, let us know how that goes for you. And more importantly, let uh, your lady partner know that you're using organic soap to wash your balls and shaft. I think if you, I know you're single out there, I think this would be the best icebreaker. When you meet a girl, you say, Hey, look, I, I'm not here. You know, you meet a girl at a bar once, once, by the way, I, if you're single, and I'm talking to you, Huntley, but I'm talking to everyone out there, single guys. You gotta you, you incorporate the coronavirus into your pickup games moving forward. Because whenever someone's talking about, you know, whenever you meet someone out, you ask how the weather's going, this or that. You've got this global pandemic that you can talk about. Hey, what'd you do to pass the time? Hey, what do you know? Oh, don't get too close. Oh, hey, you know, oh, don't don't worry me. I'm not trying to have sex with you. I'm still trying to socially distance. You know, you, there's so many things you can do to like paint a picture and so. You don't, you don't agree with me on this? Tasha's no, rolling just, her eyes. No, no, I'm just waiting for you to... I'm going to put together a PDF <laughs> of words that I think will work well out there as a single man. But I think if you uh, meet a lady and you talk to her and you tell her about a podcast you listen to and you say that they just send you some organic soap and you go, look, uh, it's organic soap. It's good for the environment. Uh, I, I sent... I, I bought the soap from them to help support small podcasts. You're letting, you're letting the lady know that you've got the expendable income. You got a couple extra bucks, you're a provider, you're generous. And you say, Hey, look, I know I'm not trying to say this for tonight or next week or whenever, but if you ever get the chance, I got a nice bathtub. And I think if you let me lather you with this sap soap, that it is going to be the best because they tell me it's specifically good for your genitals because ladies, it's great on the tits. It's great on the tits and the vagina as well. It's You're got a high. You're not supposed to put soap on your vagina, Dave. No, 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 no. You're not supposed to You're have not... sex with soap. 
who would do that? It feels that good, folks. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's No, you can't mess up your pH balance down there. I don't know about y'all, but Yeah, but the, it's got coconut oil, which is really good for your skin, and the peppermint adds a little tingle. So what you do is you rub a little peppermint soap on a nipple and then blow on it. <sighs> That's the episode, everybody. That's what you do. So we're going to send that to you. I've just sold the shit out of the soap. I'm not even saying this to get other people to buy the soap because we only have eight bars left. Although we, we are ready to make our next giant batch of soap, but a very important and very dangerous chemical is needed to make the soap, which is what's it called? What's the uh, chemical name of it called? Uh, we Lye? sodium. Yeah. Sodium hydroxide. No chloride. Something so, whatever it is. It's um, it's a chemical agent that bonds the oils to the, you know, to all the, the, the whole thing. It's a base and a acid and it meets. And when the final product is a safe product, but it requires a very dangerous chemical to make that, which is also used in chemical warfare. And it's only sold at Lowe's, not Home Depot. And we went yesterday or two days ago on my birthday, as you guys know, and they did not have it. So we're waiting for that final ingredient. We got to find it in the pandemic. When it comes in, we got more soap, but uh, so that's all out there. And also a big shout out to Christian. I mean, thank you so much, man. Yeah, you know, you see, you know, for the birthday gift. I mean, really, uh, uh, you guys are fantastic. I mean, it really. I, I get a I get a gift. I tell Tasha, I go, can you believe it? So and so just joined the. I'll say, you know, can you believe it? Asthma joined the Patreon from the UK or Daniel's in the UK. Oz is over there. We got Jamie Lynn in Chicago. I mean, all you've, uh, Vic's hanging in in Virginia. She's on TikTok. Shout out to Vic on TikTok. All these people have just been so kind to us when you leave a comment, uh, you know, and all that shit. So we appreciate it so much. I mean, I can't I I, I can't fabricate this gratitude. It blows me away. Um, Deidre is out there. Deirdre. Deirdre, I, silent art, Deirdre, 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 Deirdre is out there and I, th- I believe Georgia and she just sent me a donation to, to go get um, yeah, some of, uh, she listened to last week's episode where I waxed poetic with Jonesy at the very end, the bonus content from the Patreon episode where I talked about um, how much I've been enjoying uh, frozen pizza. So she sent me uh, 10 bucks on Venmo and said, have some, have some frozen pizza on me. These people are so kind. Yeah. I could be a billionaire and I would still be so appreciative of that 10 bucks. I mean, it does add up. So anyway, big thank you to everyone out there for making my birthday very, very special. I mean, it always feels special. People come out of the woodworks and, and I, and I don't mean this like I don't appreciate it, but what's stopping us from doing those special things? No, I'm not, I'm not saying sending me Venmo money, but I'm saying like, what's stopping friends from, uh, being special, being that special to other friends when it's not their birthday, you know? We should use this. I'd like to use that as an example to just be nicer to people. I got one from Todd telling me loves me and this and that men to, to say you love another man. Uh, I think it rings stronger because so many of us didn't get that growing up. I saw this, there was this meme that went viral I, and I can't, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was like, it was like compliment a man randomly and you will make him feel like a million bucks because that is just not something that we get growing up from our dads or our moms. I've been taken care of. I've been raised in a way that I think, I think I did get a lot of that support for my sensitivity, but there's people out there that will break the fuck down. If you just say, I think you're worthwhile, man. I'm glad you're a friend of mine. You know what I mean? It blows people away. So give some compliments out there. Give that love that you want and you'll surround yourself with people that'll give it in return, which sounds a little, um, uh, self serving, but it kind of is when it comes to the law of attraction. It's self-serving in the sense that if you're not getting 
the love you want from others, you've chosen people that can't give it to you. So you need to like keep well, your eyes open for people that you give to receive, right? Yeah. Right. How would you expect to receive anything if you are not giving first? Give first. Like with you, like I know we have different love languages, but I also, I also am able to, uh, I might not receive it naturally, but I'm able to look at what you're doing as love and go, that Tasha's given her time to me. Even though it's literally four different uh, generations away from the love I would naturally want. Do you know what I mean? No, but like, look, no, seriously, think about it. When you, I'm sure there's times when you think I'm being an asshole, but then you go, oh, Dave's doing the dishes in the other room. I'm not doing the dishes because I love doing dishes. I'm doing them because that's kind of like my way of showing you like I care about you. That, that's yeah. not, that was another meme I saw where someone was like, the dude was making a sandwich for his wife or something and she was like uh, mad at him about something and she was like, oh, I realized him making a sandwich. I feel like a lot of men have that because it, it, I think it's like built into our, us wanting to be providers. So there's a lot of like men like wanting to bring home the bacon as their form of love language. And it's a physical, simple way of showing love to be like, no, and then uh, and then you come home. The wife's like, "Why are you so late?" And then you just want to throw the meat at her because you're like, "I got you this fucking bacon. I worked hard all day." But what you're saying is, uh, "I'm investing in us, and I believe in us." And anyway, the point is, is I challenge everyone to figure out uh, to to explore the ways that love is being shared in your life, appreciate it, even if it's not exactly what you need, and uh, expect more of that. Good way to wrap it up. Sure. So next episode, we will be talking about Tasha's birthday. Did she have a breakdown? <laughs> we'll find out. We'll be judging your cake. And we'll be judging my cake, which you haven't even said exactly what you want. Do no, you want I, have to, I have to brainstorm a little so bit. So Tasha's going to brainstorm. And then once she does the initial uh, presentation of what's, what she would want. And again, don't be too controlling. Give me some creative uh, you know, flexibility You here. spelled out literally everything that you wanted on I'm your I'm just cake. afraid you know, you're going to give me some sort of like uh, you know, Sistine's Chapel to design. <laughs> and I'm going to have to call on my Sistine's? Latin. Sistine's? Sis, what did I say? Sistine's. I didn't say 16th. <laughs> but you said Sistine's. Sistine's. <laughs> Sistine. Can I edit that out? Sistine Chapel. Not 16th Chapel. <laughs> Jesus Christ, she's tough on me. You can't fucking slip one up here. God forbid I try to make a, you know, pre-2000, you know, uh, Jesus Whatever, Christ era joke. Let's just go. All right, let's wrap it up, folks. So yeah. anyway, she's going to present to me her cake creation idea, and I'm going to do my best to follow us on social media to make that happen. And then you can find new ways to make fun of me when I make Harry Potter look like a Homer Simpson or something. But um, I'm going to use my best... Uh, technique to uh, make you feel loved so everyone out there go make tasha feel loved and give her a shout out on instagram at tasha courtney or tiktok if you're uh born later than 1998 at tasha underscore courtney there it is and um also uh rate us review us patreon us and um lots of bonus content out there we love all of you thanks for sticking around share us with a friend bye everybody Yes, yeah.